see, yeah, no, we really like should not be put in charge at any point in time. No, absolutely not. Also, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, how this is going to work. Usually, we just rip on the money mechanic. Well, that's the thing is, without the mechanic to just you know drive the convert, like who do we make fun of now? I don't get exactly. It. That's kind of our role. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, Welcome to the FI Garage, where we, man, I don't even know the opening without him. <laughs> I thought you were reading it. I didn't, I don't even know where it's stored anymore. No, it's something about unfolding the roadmap and providing you with the tools. Fixing some finances or something along <laughs> that line. Uh, good evening, yeah. everyone. I am the accountant, and across from me here is... I'm the economist. And uh, we're without our good friend, the money mechanic tonight, because he's out on his boat somewhere. Yeah. Um, Guy gets a boat and he goes AWOL. Yeah. And who leaves us in charge? That's a terrible idea. It is. It really is. Anybody who's ever done that knows it's a terrible idea. Never, never works out well. Um, So what are you drinking tonight over there? Well, I didn't cool down a beer. So I pulled out the lock, stock, and barrel from my uh, liquor cabinet, which is a straight rye whiskey, 13 years. Now, is that based off of the movie Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? I think that's why I bought it. Nice. (laughs) Uh, But it has a little blurb. It says, the rich mosaic of flavors will invigorate your palate and excite even the most accomplished straight whiskey enthusiasts. Oh, that sounds tasty. At 50.65%, it should ignite more than that. (laughs) Yes, it should. Yes, it should. Well, How I've got you? I've got the Glenfiddich Project XX uh, leftover from our whiskey tasting, actually. Yeah, uh, it's a delicious beverage. And since I am in the middle of moving, I have some bottles that I had to get through because I am not going to bother moving them to a new house. Right. So there's Been a bunch there. of whiskey, bunch <laughs> of whiskey that needs to get drank. And I'm currently recording this sitting on a workout weight bench. Because there's nothing else left. Don't to, uh, you mean office chair? Office chair. Yeah. Same yeah. thing, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot left around the house. A lot of boxes. So you're, you're moving so you can rent out more space, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. New house with another suite, and then we'll rent out everything here. It's good. The real estate empire is slowly growing. I love it when a plan comes together. Isn't it nice? Yeah. yeah so what are we going to talk about? I don't, we've really been slacking on the recording with Summer and all that. I haven't had a lot of motivation. No. Well, that and no one's ever available at the same time. No. it's You would think that with the remote working in COVID that we would have more time to record and somehow we have less windows where all three of us are available. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's been a ridiculous work schedule. For some reason, I'm totally slammed. I'm awesome. I'm the same way. Like I don't understand how that's happening in the middle. Like I thought everything should be on relax mode, and I guess it kind of was for the first couple months, and then it's like everything picked up way more, and yeah. I'm working more than ever. Only the money mechanics on relax mode. Uh, he's always on relax mode. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He was working two weeks a month at the best of times. <laughs> exactly. So we don't know what we're talking about. No. How about uh, you teach me about? Um, Options trading. <laughs> I don't think we're bringing that up on the podcast, are we? Why not? Why? I'm going to admit that I've been options trading. <laughs> well, I just had my first put exercised against me. Oh, yeah. I sold a put. Yeah. And the, it struck. 
And uh, now I own more BNS than I used to. There you go. Were you hoping to buy BNS anyway? That was how I was going to buy it. So you got paid to buy the stock you wanted to buy. Exactly. Uh, so, so, so that's so we pretty should, good, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great plan. We should probably, uh, this is where we should say this is for entertainment purposes only. Big time. And we should also probably ex explain that options are the option to purchase an allotment of a security and pit puts are the option to sell that security and calls are the option to buy that security. Say it again. Just Put, for all the people who are slow like me. Puts are what the are op options. Options are essentially a futures contract on the stock on a stock price. Right. So, so a put and a call are both an option. Are both an option. Say you own Coca-Cola and you want to protect yourself from Coke going down. And let's say it's trading at $50 and you want to sell it if it ever goes below 40. You could right. buy a put option. And then if it goes below, below 40, you have the right to sell it at 40, no matter what price it's at. Right. Conversely, if you buy a call option, that's the right to buy the stock at that price. So if Coke's at 50 and you think it's going to 70, you could buy a call option at 60, which would allow you to buy it at 60, even if it's trading at 70. Right on. This now, is in no way, shape or form the easy, convenient index funds. No, no, it's the opposite of that, right? Exact opposite. And yeah. this should only be, I mean, I just do it because I enjoy it and I trade with play money, not with house money. Right, right. No, wait. So it's not part of your. I don't think I said money, that right. House but, money? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> your house, your play money could be house money. There, yeah, that's okay. There, right? now we're now we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so far I've only sold puts because I wanted to buy BNS anyhow. Right. Right. So now that I own BNS, should I be selling covered calls? I I hear this is my next move. Um. See, that one really depends because you're limiting your upside. Right. So a covered call, is if I sell it, that means... Yeah. So conversely to buying options to protect yourself, you can also sell options. So if you sell calls and it goes over the stock price, the call is going to get struck and someone's going to force you to give them shares at that price. If you don't already right. own the shares and the price is higher, you'd have to buy them at a higher price and then sell them for the lower price. Very dangerous. But, but if but I own them... You already own them at whatever price you got in at. So if you sell a call at a higher price, the worst that can happen is they force you to sell at that higher price. You mm -hmm. get the premium for selling the call and you get the gain on the stock. Now, the downside is you don't get all the upside because if the stock goes crazy, it'll get sold at whatever you sold your call at. Right. And because I own it, it's called a covered call? Is that Correct. Right? That is a covered call. Now, the advantage to this, though, is if you sell your call and your stock never hits that price, you collect a premium for selling the call and then it just expires worthless. Right. And then you can sell it again, maybe. Then you can sell it again. Right. So this would put you in a position of maybe rooting against your stock going up. Yes. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It's no, <laughs> it's uh, they're more often used as hedges so there is a an index fund that contains the canadian banks but they have a covered call strategy they say right so to limit downside that's what their fact 
sheet says. So should, should we just leave this to the professionals? I would say your average person should, yes. I would say I, I will openly admit that I probably will not do well using these strategies. <laughs> right, right. But once again, we're always experimenting with stuff to see what happens. And I do like the options of what options provide to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so- nice collecting premiums and having your options expire. You get money from nowhere. <laughs> Free money free money right. right and we don't have the mechanic here to tell us we're wrong and we're stupid so we can both i, th- I would think we sh- can probably agree that both of us take more risk than need us i think so that's probably a fair but statement he is also much older than either of us that's fair right so that's fair it kind of makes sense time horizon wise yeah yeah not not entirely unreasonable are you out there selling calls selling puts calls buying puts or do you have one thing you stick to? Man, the the index loyalists are really going to hate me. <laughs> I trade spreads a lot. What's that mean? So I will sell a put and mm-hmm. then I'll buy a put at a cheaper price. So say right. I sell a put at 12 bucks and I buy the put at 10. Mm-hmm. If it goes to 10 and I had, let's say, 10 contracts, which would be 10,000 shares, I'd lose two grand. Right. Two bucks a share for that many shares. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then you just collect the premium. So you're, you're capped on your downside risk, but you can collect premium. You're playing in volatility. Again, this is not investing. This is speculating. <laughs> right, right. I will absolutely admit to that. This is not <laughs> investing. This is speculating. So these ETFs would have you believe that selling covered calls is an investment strategy. You don't agree with that? It's, it can be depending where you're at. I think that's the thing with all of this is like what I'm doing, I will fully admit it's not an investment strategy, but let's say the end of the year is coming up and you need some cash and you've got BNS and based on your drawdown strategy, you're planning on selling a hundred shares of BNS. Right. So instead of selling them today, you only need to sell them by December 31st. Sure. You sell a covered call on those 100 shares, collect the premium. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't hit by that time, you sell them anyway and you got your premium. And if it does hit, well, I was going to sell them anyway. And it was a better like, yes, you're giving up some upside, but that's what hedging is, right? You give up some upside for some more guaranteed income in the door. Yeah. So I think it can, I mean, if people... Again, you got to do a lot of research and a lot of learning on what options are, but I think it can be used as a strategy for, like you did, you wanted to buy the bank, so why not get paid to buy the bank? Because you sold puts and you hope they get exercised. Right. Now you collect the premium. Mm -hmm. Now, in your case, you could get extra screwed though, because you could have sold the put, you could be forced to buy those shares and then they could go to zero. Right. But But if you were going to buy them today as opposed to in a week when the options got exercised and it went to zero in that time period anyway well you were screwed anyway absolutely absolutely so i mean i see the downside of selling puts is okay i sell these puts but they never get exercised and the stock keeps going up and up and up and now i don't now i i never get into the stock right yeah i I collect premiums along the way you collect premiums along the way for sure nothing really yeah but uh, but I never buy the stock. No. And that's where, again, 
it's a strategy, but is it going to beat the market? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're going to have to have a pretty good idea of what's going on. But I feel like it's a safer bet on gambling, let's call it, <laughs> than penny stocks or that, like, you know. It's a way to amuse yourself while you're, you, most of your money marches its way towards play. Exactly. I just use it so that it keeps... Otherwise, I'm just sitting there staring at index funds and I just don't care. Whereas, <laughs> oh, if I've got some options expiring, it keeps things interesting. Right. You get to, you get to do something every couple of days. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's and not all bad. But again, I would not suggest dabbling in options until you do a lot of education on what's going on there. <laughs> would you ever buy an index fund that, does a, that utilizes a covered call strategy? I wouldn't because my index fund holdings, like I want them to go up substantially and you're right. limiting your upside risk with a covered call or your upside opportunity with a covered call. So why would you, why would you want that out of an index fund that you're hoping to go up over the years? Mm -hmm. Like you're hoping that the people yeah. in that fund guess it right every time, <laughs> sell a call just above where it's going to get to so that right. it expires and then the stock keeps going up and they sell another one and it never gets exercised. Like, yeah. That's how can somebody be that good consistently over a period of time? Basically, it's like any other managed fund. Like I've, right? yeah. And, and I've been burned by it before. Like I was sitting there and I'm like, well, I want to get rid of a group of shares. And so I sold a covered call thinking I was being real smart and I collected my premium and yeah. the stock took off and I lost like $5 a share in gain to collect 50 cents a share in premium on the covered call. Like, Right. It's not Oops. a great, I mean, that doesn't happen that often, but no. again, this is, it's speculating. It's not. But you would have sold this, the share that day anyhow. Yeah. Right. I mean, but that's I, true, but still, you're still. Yeah. Kicking off. Absolutely. The plan is, is don't trade options for all the money. Don't trade options. No, that's a <laughs> terrible idea. I mean, God, there are some heavily risky assets that you can be trading options in that are absolutely insane. Right. Commodities and things. Commodities like that. and things like that. And I mean, that, that's a step beyond what we're even talking about, right? Yeah. And I mean, you all, we also have to admit that there are some people that make a living trading commodities, but right. they're a heck of a lot smarter than we are. And literally that's, research it all day every yeah, day. Yeah, especially when it comes do. to commodities. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what corn prices are doing. Yeah. And I guess the same can be said about selling calls and puts on stocks. Okay, you really have to know, have done your due diligence on the stock. And you have to Number know... Number one. And I think the most important thing is you have to know what risk you are taking on by doing that. Right. Right. I mean, if you sell, so that's the other thing is you can only sell options in sets of a hundred. So one right. contract is a hundred shares. Yeah. So you sell one contract and if let's say you sell a put and it gets exercised, well, now you got to buy a hundred shares. Right. Exactly. Which I mean, so that's what all, it has been happening with all these Robinhood traders, right? What are Robinhood traders? So Robinhood's a platform in the States where people can buy and sell for free. Okay. So everybody's loving it, right? Like all these people are just, they've turned into day traders on Robinhood. What they don't right. realize is that Robinhood, the company yeah. is skimming on every side of the deal. Well, they're not skimming. Like they, of course they are. They're a brokerage house. So 
you're selling shares for $45 a share, but they managed to sell them for $45.05. I see. So it's right. Like there, there's a bigger spreads on the bid ask than what is actually going on with inside the app. And they're getting like, that's how they're getting their commissions. It's not like you're getting commissioned for your trade. Yeah. So they're making, or like they just hold a ton of stock, which Mm -hmm. they also do. And people within their app are selling to each other. Right. And the the stock's not really moving outside of their brokerage (laughs) house. It's just different people inside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're taking that little bid ask spread for themselves. Mm -hmm. But sorry, you were going to tie this back into the. Yeah. So there was a kid who was trading options and this is very unfortunate. This was back in May or June. Maybe it was even March. But he was trading spread and he didn't understand what was going on. And he saw a negative $750,000 balance in his account and he killed himself. Oh, well, that's awful. And that like you shouldn't, there should be some level of education. You shouldn't be able to go start trading high risk securities. And, and the fact of the matter is that he didn't, he wasn't actually negative that. Right. It's the fact that a contract got exercised, but it hadn't like... So he had so, been forced to buy a bunch of shares so with he money had, he didn't have. And then right. the next day, the brokerage house would have sold them all and he would have had a much smaller loss. But for that day, he was yeah. negative three quarters of a million dollars. Right. Right. So, you know, he, he was negative three or 750 in cash, but he had stock. But he had stock. Exactly. Right. So his margin account was overdrawn but the stock yeah. hadn't been cashed out to cover margin. Wow. Well, that's awful. Which, and I mean, yeah, like they're talking about changing their platform so that kind of thing doesn't happen. But again, this is why if you don't understand something, you shouldn't be investing in it. Absolutely. I mean, what a terrible situation, right? And this is another thing about uh, options. It's not intuitive. No. God, right? no. You really have to do your homework to even understand what you're you're buying or selling. Yeah. It has to be a very considered decision to to do any of this even with your play money. Yes. Cuz like you say it's a 100 shares at a go at a minimum. Yeah. yeah, which I mean if you're playing with a $12 stock, maybe it's 1200 bucks, but if you don't think about it and you're doing it like I think the kid was playing an Amazon stock. Well that's right. 3 grand a share. Yeah. So one contract? Hello. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Hmm. Interesting. So the plan is not not to buy puts or calls or sell them and just stick with the index investing and that'll get you there in the same time. Well, that's what reasonable people should do, but we're not reasonable. That's the plan. The plan does not involve options. <laughs> Correct. Whether course. you can stick to the plan or not, that's up to you. Yeah, we're, I mean, God, we're terrible role models. Where's the mechanic when you need him? Right? Jeez. He's probably on a boat with no life jacket. Probably. Just just keeping up. the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially with volatility, like that's where you get all your premiums at options for, right? Is when nobody has any firm idea of where a stock is. What's going to happen? Right? Yeah, then you get big premiums for buying and selling your options. Whereas if a stock is pretty stable, yeah, 
the options chains become almost not worthwhile trading, especially because commissions are much higher on trading options than they are on. Right. Oh, that was the other thing I found out when my put got exercised. I thought they charged commission on the contract, but they also charged me a commission when I had to buy the shares. Yes. So depending on your brokerage, like my brokerage, if my options get exercised, it's a flat $40 fee. Yeah, that's steep. So if I was only trading one contract and I got 50 cents a share, well, that's 50 bucks. And then if it got exercised, it's a $40 fee to trade it. Like (laughs) you make 10 bucks and that's not worth it. No, no. Yeah. So another thing to consider when you're deciding not to to trade options. Exactly. When you're deciding (laughs) not to trade options as we talk about trading options. How mad do we think the mechanic's going to be that we're talking about trading options right now? Is he even going to edit this in error? (laughs) That's a heck of a question. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. So He'll get, uh, it'll be the introduction and then that part about things to consider when you're not tr- deciding not to trade options. <laughs> it's going to be a, tw- a, a two-minute episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But come on, people got to be educated on what else is out there. Absolutely. I mean, and it helps you understand, right? Like these are essentially future contracts to buy and sell options. Mm-hmm. They're generally monthly, depending on the security. Some have weekly contracts, some have monthly, and some are only like once a quarter for when they expire. And obviously, the longer the time frame, the more risk, I guess, you're taking. Depending which way you're going, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's the other thing is the longer out the options are. So like that's, you're not just screwing around with trying to guess where price is. You're also screwing around with time. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. an option that expires in January is more one more expensive than one that expires in October. And as you get if closer you're in to August, if you're in August, <laughs> the yeah. closer you get to expiration date, the less that option is worth. Right. Right. So there's a time pre- premium that slowly erodes, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to sell something for more money and have it erode down over time and then just collect the time premium on it, right? Right, yeah. A way to use other people's money, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, that's the other- Add great risk to yourself. (laughs) And the other thing is you can't, don't, this this cannot be done in a registered account. (laughs) Right, right. Probably for a reason. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe some brokerages allow you to do it, but that will violate your, like, it's no longer a registered account in that sense. Right, right. I yeah. mean, a brokerage, just because a brokerage might let you do it. I mean, technically under the tax act, I actually, I don't even know on that one. I've never run into anybody dumb enough to try and do it in their <laughs> registered account. Yeah, I know that uh, Quest Trade doesn't let you do it in the registered account, but they let you use your TFSA as collateral. Okay. Yeah. That's, and I, that's pretty common so yeah. that if you break your margin, then they would sell out of your TFSA and move it into your account to cover your margin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, or to give you greater margin or to give you greater margin. Yeah. Not that we advocate using margin. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Here's all the bad things you can do in yeah. one episode. Here's what <laughs> we're going to do. We're going to load up on options trading. We're going to do it. Yeah. Entirely on margin and risk everything. Gamble, gamble. <laughs> and then you get to start from square zero all over again. Yeah, five years down the road. Yeah, right? That cool. was 
Um, I was reading about a very interesting hedge fund a couple weeks ago, and there's this guy who was uh, his entire philosophy is that every once in a while the market's going to tank. Right. And he's like, I can't, I can't bet where stocks are going to go, but I know every so often the entire market is just going to take a dump. <laughs> so he just buys severely out of the money put options. Ah. Uh. And this guy was losing like for uh, one cent, I guess one cent a contract sort of thing for, for next to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was, I forget what the numbers were, but there was a good like three or four years where he's just like, he's just losing money every year. Like the fund's just bleeding. It's just bleeding. It's just bleeding. 2008, 2009 happens. And he goes like 30 banger on the money left in the fund. Right. And then he just went right back. After yeah. everything went back up, he just went back to buying really out of the money puts. Right. And I'm sure he made another killing when everything took a dump. Wow. So by under the money puts, you mean puts that are for, for a price much below the market price? Yeah. So let's say we're talking, you know, like the total US market index is trading at 150. He'll buy puts at 75 bucks. Right. It'll cost you almost nothing to buy them. And then when the market tanks, they're worth a whole bunch of money because it's very close to their strike price. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll have to put that one up on the, uh, the old yeah. show notes. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember where it was that I was reading about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks for the education. Well, there you go. You know, the thing that nobody should uh, actually be doing that we've decided to talk about this evening. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't uh, have been allowed to other if if the money mechanic was here. So exactly, he would have just gotten mad at us the whole time. Like we say, don't leave us in charge if you don't like the results. Don't leave us in charge. It's a bad idea. Uh, we should be back to reg- regularly scheduled programming uh, now after this. You'd hope so, because uh, I think we're all back from. We all took a little time off this summer. Yeah, I took a day. You took a day. Yeah, one day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you haven't Not taken bad, any time. Yeah. So then really it should have just been you recording by yourself and me I and guess the mechanic so. off in La La yeah. Land. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, September, September, right? Yeah. We should be back to normal, regularly scheduled program. You'll start getting proper episodes from us. Again. Yeah. And the website might even be fixed soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I still we'll, don't may- know my login. Maybe we'll get around <laughs> to fixing the website. <laughs> Yeah, one, one can of these hope. Days. One can hope. Uh, anyway, that's your uh, really quick and probably uninformative options lesson. <laughs> Again, we'll be back soon. And yeah, next time we promise to have the mechanic back so that he can actually steer us in an appropriate direction. Yeah, maybe a fire topic. Yeah, might be relevant. You know, Or a something. FI topic, I guess. Maybe an FI topic. Maybe yeah. not risky options trading. I don't know. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will be back soon. Adios. Adios.